Episode 169 of the Bevan James Isle Show. Where are the objectives for your time? Radio team, welcome along to episode 169 of the Bevan James. I'll show you a fortnightly podcast on the behaviours that create a lifetime love of fitness so that you can get all the benefits that come alongside it. I'm pretty excited actually. Um, I think the last, last couple of episodes I've been talking about the Rugby World Cup a lot. It's a big game tonight. New Zealand versus Ireland. Come on, the All Blacks. That's all I'm saying. I'm not going to talk too much about rugby, uh, but I am just saying, come on, the All Blacks. Going around to a friend's house. Um, exciting times ahead. Now the funny thing is, by the time this podcast is released, you guys will know the results because I'm recording this on a Saturday and I don't release the podcast till the Monday, so hopefully I'm a happy man on Monday when you're listening to this. If you're Irish and you guys won, well done, but I will not be happy. Anyway, this week's show, I'm doing a bit of a Bevan show, that's where I just kind of dig deep into a subject that I've been thinking about or been working on in some area of my life uh, lately, and I've got something that I introduced to my life Oh, about six weeks ago, and I'm finding it's a really cool tool, and I like the idea of tools and strategies, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that as we hit into the main part of today's show. Uh, before we do that, I just want to talk a little bit about one other thing I've been doing recently. Um, I'm very lucky with my health. A, uh, I've talked a lot on the show about me getting my healthy man check, and, and in many ways, in some ways, it's a little bit about throwing money down the drain, because I go to these checks, I have my check about about three or four weeks ago, um, and I went to my check, and I'm a picture of health, like you know, and and I kind of that's what I would expect. I I don't drink alcohol, I eat pretty healthy, I exercise a good amount. I'm pretty good at my rest strategies. I'm I'm not a very stressful person. So, you know, if if you were going to say who would you expect to have good health, I would be someone who'd sit in that category. But I also think a part of having good health is that kind of doing the check in every so often, and that's why I do my healthy man check every two years. Now, another part of health that I, I often talk about on the show, and, and it's one, I, one thing about this podcast is I, I never really touch on ex- exercise prescription uh, or nutrition because I kind of, you know, this show is kind of meant to be the mind side of exercise. Um, and when it comes to those two things, one of my big things is that I, I kind of, I think I eat pretty healthy most of the time and I exercise enough. And so as long as, you know, just I'm thinking about the management of me here, my own self-management of myself, not necessarily what I'm telling other people to do. Um, but recently I thought to myself, um, I just was curious to see what my diet was delivering on my macros. So, you know, what, you know, what's kind of, you know, fat, protein, carbohydrate, you know, those types of things. And um, I've had a diet, my diet's very much kind of the same thing over and over again. So I pretty much have the same breakfast every day. I have the same lunch pretty much every day. I have the same afternoon snack every day. And the only real variety in my diet is my wife will, will cook different dinners every night. And, um, and you know, when we go out, you know, on a Friday or on a Saturday night, you know, that's where there's a bit of variety. But other than that, my diet is very standardized. And, you know, to look at my diet, you'd probably think it was pretty healthy. But I just thought to myself, I would spend a week just doing a kind of a food diary around my diet. Now, I'm not doing this because I'm trying to lose weight. Like even my wife, I think she was a bit like, well, wait, what are you worrying about this stuff for? Because she knows I've never really worried about food. But I just kind of thought to myself, it'd be a really interesting project to go through to actually um, 
really know what you know because I think it's right and I you know I'm, I'm the kind of guy who knows a little bit about these things um but I just thought you know just do it now there's a couple of things I've learned in this process first of all you know, if, if you're trying to lose weight, and I'm not going to talk about different diet strategies right now because you, uh, you open up a, a minefield, um, but what I'm going to talk about here is when it comes to awareness around diet, it's so much easier nowadays. Like I remember when I used to personal train one-on-one style, you know, and you get clients to do food diaries, and it was a bit of a mission because A, you had to trust that they write everything down. B, then you'd have to go away and I'd have to get my calculator out and pull out the food composition tables and try to figure out how many calories this person and what's their macros and micros and all the rest of it. And, um, you know, so it was a bit of a big project. Well, nowadays with the applications, it's so easy. Um, I've, I've been working with my fitness pal. I paid for the premium model which cost me I think about $13 for a month I only use it for a month I'm going to do a week of monitoring um, but I'm just it's phenomenal how easy it is you can scan the food so that really makes it pretty obvious um, what you're doing and I've just got a little scale that I've just been measuring my foods as I go throughout the days um, and it's just a really easy way for you to see what's happening um, or, or to, to record your diet and um, so that was kind of my project was to spend a week I'm about five days into it I'll probably do another couple days and then that'll be it for now Um, but it was just this this recording of and it's just going back to my point is that nowadays it's so easy so what I'm basically doing is as because I prepare my lunch my snacks and my breakfast Uh, my wife will prepare my dinner so she's just kind of telling me what's in there and we're kind of just kind of guesstimating what that is Um, and then um, you know I've just been inputting it in and so it probably adds to my lunch probably adds about Five. The, the thing about the apps, uh, which is really good, is the first time you have to find the ingredients, it does take a bit of time, but then the next day, if you're just having the same thing, you just kind of copy and paste, and it makes it very quick. Um, I'm sure most of you guys know what I'm talking about here, and especially those who are maybe trying to lose weight. Um, but, you know, like, basically I've added, it's probably cost me, on average, maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes of my day. And I'll, again, I'm only going to do this for, you know, a week. Secondly, What's the benefit of doing this? Now, as I said earlier in the show, I am kind of a good candidate for a picture of health. Pretty healthy, I'm non-stressed, all that rest of it. Um, and I, if you'd said, do you have a pretty good diet? And I was like, yeah, I do. And now that I'm about five days into the seven of my looking at my diet, I, I do. My diet's really good. But there are a couple of tweaks I can make. There's a couple of things, like at lunchtime, when I looked at my, my ratios, my fat level at my lunch was just a bit too high. Uh, is it, is it going to kill me? Probably not. But it made me make some choices. Like, my, I like cheese with my lunch, and so my cheese level was, I was probably having a bit too much cheese. And so what I've just done is I've just made a couple of little tweaks to my diet. I made a couple of little tweaks in my morning as well, just around what I'm putting in my morning. And basically what I've done is this awareness that I've created by a tool of measurement, I've been able to create some change, which ultimately just you know, for me, makes a kind of a little bit of difference. Now, why is this important? Well, one of the things that I've learned in life is the more we create a deeper understanding in an area, the better choices we make. The more, I'm going to repeat that because it's really important, the more we create deeper understanding in an area, the better choices we make. Another area of my life which I've always done is my weekly budget. Um, I'm very good with money. My wife and I were very good with money. And one of the main reasons we're very good with money is we do a weekly budget. A weekly budget is a measurement of where you are in that area 
which helps us to make good decisions. Like for example, I really, really want to buy a piano. I've got a beautiful keyboard that I played for a long years and I bought it years ago and it's a great, like for a keyboard, it's a great keyboard, but playing a keyboard is different to a piano. Now, can we afford to buy a piano? The answer is probably yes. Does it fit within our budget? Not yet. So I'm saving to buy a piano and I'm probably still gonna be three or four months away. Now. That's, that's, I'm making that decision because I'm looking at my budget and my budget tells me, Bev, you can't get a piano yet. And so you've got to save a little bit harder to get your piano. With my diet, what I've done here is by, just by spending a week monitoring my diet, I'm seeing where, okay, you've actually got a little bit too much of this here and maybe you need to pull back a little bit here. And here's where you need to bring a little bit more of this in. And what, this, what, what I'm really trying to get across to you today is that in all areas of their lives, where we have a deep understanding and measure the right things, we can make much better choices. Like we do it for our business. We make my wife and I. We do these business reports. How are our sales going? What sales things? And you know, and the, and the whole point of doing it is just so we can make better business choices. And I can imagine when you think about your life and those areas that you do monitor well, you probably do make better choices. And so. Uh, this whole nutrition experience for me, ultimately, I imagine I've probably, by the end of it, I'll probably make about three, I'll probably make five changes. None of them too major. Although, interesting, on a Friday, my fun day Friday is the day where I kind of let myself eat a bit of shit, if I'm going to be honest. So like, again, my diet's pretty standard and it's pretty good. But on a fun day Friday, I um, kind of just don't care. There's, you know, lots of people on their diets, they have cheat days. And I suppose for me, my Friday, Friday is my cheat day. And what I tend to do is I get up and I have um, a breakfast that I love, uh, but it's far from healthy. <laughs> and then I have, with Joe and I will tend to go out for lunch and I'll tend to go a bit OTT on lunch. And then I don't really eat a huge amount after that for the rest of the day. So I kind of load up the first half of the day. But after doing the monitoring on, on Friday, I realized my breakfast was pretty, pretty unhealthy. Um, and I, I still want to have that breakfast, but what I've decided as I move forward is just to have a little bit less of that breakfast. So for example, I have, have these muffins and I put a lot of butter on them because I do love butter on, on like spicy muffins with fruit and I love it. But again, it's, it's kind of my one week, once a week treat. But I'm having too much ultimately and when I look at you know basically I'm pretty much having two-thirds of my calories for the day and, and my, my my fat levels you know that meal is pretty much 70% fat you know like it's um, again let's not talk about nutrition but um, you know it was pretty clear after Friday I was like oh, okay you can still have this once a week it's not gonna be the end of the world but maybe just have a little bit less and that's what this is all about I challenge you to choose an area of your life where you want to grow it might be fitness, it might be career, it might be hobby, it might be like me just doing nutrition. And I challenge you to measure that area for a period of your life. I guarantee that if you do that, there is decisions that you'll tweak that can have an impact on where you're doing in that area. Now for me, these five or six tweaks that I'm going to make over this week of awareness, ultimately, it's going to take me to a slightly better place. And that's all I wanted to know, is just to know that I'm sitting in levels in different areas that I'm really happy with. And so my first point in today's show is, if you want to grow in an area, one of the most important things you need to do is create an understanding of where you are in that area. And it's one thing to say, I think I eat healthy. It's another thing to actually do a food diary for a week where you go, actually, here's where my carbohydrate sits, here's where my fat sits, here's where my salt sits, here's where my protein sits. It's a totally different beast. Because when you have that level of understanding, then you know where you can make your tweaks. And when you make those tweaks, that's creating the change that you ultimately desire.
So my challenge to you as we talk about this right now is if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking it might be like me with nutrition or it might be like with exercise or it might be just your time management. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about kind of time management a bit today in the main part of the show. And to me, people who are, who are really effective with their time, they have good monitoring tools, don't they? And they assess those monitoring tools and they go to themselves, oh, you know, where have I wasted time this week? So my first point in today's show is in areas you want to grow, monitor those areas. Like, I'm not going to do a food diary all the time, but occasionally monitor those areas and make the tweaks that you need to make. Because I guarantee that if you will, you'll make much better decisions in there. And that's got to be good for you. Anyway, that's uh, before, I'm not even to the main gist of the show, guys. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not even to the main gist of the show. So that was just kind of me waffling on about something that's kind of, on my mind right now but I am going to hit the main just the show really soon but before I do I just want to say thank you to all the patrons of the show and these include the amazing people like oh Marie I'm going to say oh Andrew X I'm going to say whoa I'm not very good at last names I'm not the best reader when it comes to names I'm going to use the apple trick here we go Andrix Marie Andrix that's a cool name Sound of Glory we've got David the triple S Smart Smasher um, it's David Samuel. He's, uh, he's again. He's actually a really smart man. Uh, we've got Gene, the Mind Feeder Pillarpal. We've got Martin, the Assassin Kelly. We've got oh, I don't know who that is. Oh, I'm not sure who that is. I have to write. That. I have to get that for the next one. Adam Ironheart Philby, and we've got Jared, Cool, Calm, Collected Becker. These are all people who support the show. If you want to become a supporter of the show, make sure you do. Actually. It's Aladdin, Aladdin, I, I, I got you, you've written your name wrong here. So Aladdin, I haven't written down your nickname Aladdin, so can you do me a favour, can you email me back and tell me the nickname that you got when you did it? If not, I could probably go back and find it, but if you can do that, it'd be really great. Guys, these are the people who support the show, and basically, you know what podcasting are, you guys love it. Um, and so what podcasts is, is it's, it's kind of audience-supported media. And uh, what that basically says is if you enjoy and get value from the show, I'd really appreciate if you want to support that by becoming a patron. When you become a patron, you donate as little as much as you want to each episode that I put out, and you also get a cool uh, Bevan James Oil Show nickname. So those are some of the patrons. Also, we've got many other patrons who also support the show. So say a big thank you to all of the patrons of the show. You really, really do help me in what I'm doing. You're right up. Let's put some music on and get into the main gist of today's show. I had, I had a time in my life recently where I was feeling dissatisfied. Um, I'd get to the end of my week and I was just, you know, like I'm not down in the dumps or anything, but I was just feeling dissatisfied. And the reason was is that I was very productive. I don't know if productive is the right word. If I, was very, I was very time poor. So I was, you know, if you looked at my week, from the moment I woke up to the moment I went to bed, I, I used my time, you know, there was a lot happening in that week. Um, and, and, and I'm someone who also doesn't undervalue those things like my meditation or time with my wife and time with my friends. So I try to really balance those things into my week. But, I, you know, if I look at a day, it's that whole thing of I'm, I'm getting the most out of my day with whatever I'm doing. And, and I was getting to the end of my weeks. And while you could look at, you know, if you'd kind of done a time audit on my life, you could say, well, Bevan definitely gets a lot done in the week. There was no sense of forward movement in my life. 
And that was the dissatisfaction I was really struggling with. That while you could look at my time frames and say, well, you know, this guy's using his time, it didn't necessarily feel that I was moving in the direction I wanted to be moving in. I had a few things in my back of my mind that I wanted to be doing, and they became kind of the should things of my life. For example, recently I've talked on the podcast about how I'm creating this new product, which is a kind of a development workshop, or I've actually called it My Movement, Um, and My Movement is going to be a self-help kind of session with some exercise in it. So think of group kind of work where you're working on yourself, um, bring a book along, it's, you know, working out, writing out, planning out your week, how you're going to win this week, I'm really excited about it. Um, And then there's a fun team kind of fun, fun, fun exercise experience at the end of it. And this is something I've been talking about for a long time. And at the beginning of this year, I thought to myself, I want to really make this work. So early on in the year, I did a trial of it. And we got great, we did a survey, we got great feedback on it. People were like, oh, I love this. It'd be something I'd really add to my life. And then about three months after doing the trial, nothing had happened. So I had this thing in my life that I wanted to do, but it wasn't happening. And it wasn't just my movement. There were there were lots of things in my life that were, you know, these things that, that I should do, I want to do, but I get to the end of the next week and had I actually done anything on it? And I knew at this moment that there needed to be a shift in the way I was doing my my life. There needed to be a shift in the way that I structured my life and I needed to introduce some tools that shifted that. So that when I got to the end of my week, I felt a sense of I'm moving forward. That I'm actually moving, you know, instead of feeling stagnant and frustrated because I'm not doing that thing I want to do, there's some evidence in my week that I'm, I'm kind of going to that place. And and actually a good example of that is this moving forward product that I'm creating. Uh, no, no, it's called My Movement. So My Movement. So the, the, the good example is that, is that since really kind of thinking about and adding some tools to this, I've been spending about two, maybe three hours a week on my movement. Now, is that a huge amount? No. Am I getting a huge amount done? I'm getting a little bit done each week. My time frame is to get it to the market and probably early next year. So based on how much time I'm committing to it each week, it should be about ready for market early next year. So, you know, I'm, I'm doing enough each week. Would I want to spend more time on it? Yeah, probably. But I've got, you know, life. But more importantly, as I get to the end of each week, the shift from me has gone from this place of, oh, you see, you're never doing that thing you want to do, to a place of, See, you've done a little bit of that thing you want to do and you're moving in the right direction. Actually, I had a session with a, with a, a client the other day who's a musician. And um, and this is really interesting. Well, just that statement there, actually, just going back to that statement there, that statement of, do you have things in your life that you want to do but you never actually do? You know, I think there's so many of us in our lives who have this. And that's what I was thinking about my client who's a musician. Um, they want a, they really want a music career. And, and, and let's be honest, music career is a tough career. Why is that? Well, because it's a passion game. There's not many people who get the chance, um, you know. And so we started working together. And this, this person's got, you know, the pathway to growth and all the rest of it. And they've got actions they need to take. And they need to shift. But, you know, like this person wants to be an original musician, you know, write their own songs and stuff. And one of the questions I kind of threw to them in one of our first sessions was, well, how many songs have you written this year? And I don't think they've written any. I don't think, you know, they had intentions of writing songs and there's some barriers they need to overcome to get themselves to write those songs, but they hadn't really written any songs in this year. And 
That's that thing of, I'm not doing the thing I know I want to do. Like, for you, as you're listening to this right now, what is that? What's that thing in your life which each week you think to yourself, I should do that, and you don't do it? Interesting, I was speaking to someone who was interested in joining our running group this week. Um, speaking to them on the phone, and, and this is, you know, this is for our beginner group, so it's somebody who isn't exercising, um, classic signs of guilt, so what does exercise represent, health and fitness, it represents guilt, it represents disappointment, it represents a sense of failure, and so on and so on, and so they're, they, you know, they see what we're doing with our product, and they see that we're really successful in helping people, um, and then when I kind of put that question to them, or do you want to join the group, there's an excuse, there's, you know, now exercise is that thing I should do, but I never actually do. And and I, and I said a statement, and, and I will challenge people in these situations, because I kind of think that, you know, well, you say you want health and fitness, but, you know, nothing's changing. You know, this person hadn't done exercise in, like, 20 years, uh, and they know they should. No, I want to get into it. And so then we've got this product that works for them. We've proven it works. Um, and so are you ready to join? Oh, you know. And I, and I said something to them which was really harsh because I will I'm not harsh I just I will challenge people in that situation I kind of think it's important to challenge people in those situations I just said when when will you prioritize it like when when is that because history has shown that you won't and um so when does that happen you know and that was like me with my my movement product you know I'd say to people hey I want to start this product but when when has there been any actions other than me doing that trial this year of me prioritizing it and I said, and I said to this person after that, I said, you know, the really interesting thing about those who have, have health and fitness in their life, those who are healthy and fit, is the one thing they all have. And I suppose, you know, if I ask you right now, what do you think the one thing that everybody who has health and fitness at a good level in their life has? Is they prioritize it. They prioritize it. Those people who, I guarantee you think about everyone in your life right now, it might be yourself. I guarantee you can think of that person in your life who's just healthy and fit. You know, they exercise well, they eat pretty well, you know, they're just healthy and fit. I guarantee you the one thing that they do is they prioritize health and fitness. And so the reason they, because they prioritize it, there's a flow on of actions that come with it. And when we go back to that area within yourself that when you get to the end of the week, nothing's actually shifted, I imagine that's because you're not prioritizing it. And that's what I was doing myself. And so I knew within myself I needed to create a shift in the way I'm going about doing things because while I'm busy with my time, and it's not to say that my time is wasted because, you know, a lot of the time I am spending is on stuff that's important. So like a lot, I spend a lot of time on my business, growing my business. So that's important time. It's just I wasn't doing some of the other things that I also wanted to do. So with that in mind, I knew I needed to shift some of my tools. I needed to create a tool that was going to really help me get to the end of that week with a sense of, look, you, there's forward momentum. And that, that's probably a good way of thinking about it. It's not that, you know, like I'm making big leaps and bounds forward each week, but at least there's some forward momentum. Like with the, the My Movement product last week, I've got my domain name sorted, I've got my logo sorted, I've started the front page of the website. Okay, so there was, that was I managed to get that done in the last two weeks. There's forward momentum. It's stuff that has to happen for me to get this ready to the market. Whereas up until when I started this tool that I'm going to talk about today, you know, nothing was happening. It was kind of like, oh, you need to do this. So with this in mind, I really, really needed to, to reassess 
what my tools were and how I could implement them better. So if you've listened to the show in a long time, you probably know that I have a couple of tools that are really important. One is my weekly meeting. What is my weekly meeting? My weekly meeting is I catch up with myself once a week where I literally plan out my whole week. Basically, from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed every day, my like if I pull up my calendar right now, let me do this, I'm looking at my computer here. If I pull up my calendar right now, my day, from the moment I wake up, to the moment I go to bed, every day has, has a focus. Uh, so for example, if I look at Thursday, I get up, I teach a pump class, I do weights after that. I come home, I do work um, from 8 to about 11. Then I have lunch and I meditate. Then I do some more work. Then I've got some clients. Then I play my piano. Then I go teach another class. Then I have time with Joe. So it's not specific. Like well, I just have work. I don't say here's the task you're doing in each moment. But I just kind of know what I'm doing with my week. So that's kind of the tool I do, and it's for every day. And then the second thing I do is each morning I, I write myself a daily list of objectives. So while in my weekly calendar, what I have is I have, um, you know, you're going to work from 8 to 11 on a Thursday morning. Um, what I do on that day then is I sit down and I just write down what I want to get done with that work. So it might be, you know, you're going to do your finances for the business. You might do some sales and marketing and so on and so on. So that's kind of the tools I've always used is this kind of weekly meeting, which is an overview, and then kind of a daily focus moment, which is just about what are you trying to get out of today? And it's not just with work. So, you know, when you're going to spend time with Joe tonight, what kind of energy do you want to have for her? When you teach your classes, what kind of classes do you want to teach? It's just that kind of thing. Now, this has always worked really well for me. I'm really good at using my time. But this wasn't helping me with the objectives. It wasn't helping me with getting those things that I want to get done, that those should have things get done. So I, I thought to myself, I wanted to add a new tool. And so what I did in my weekly meeting is I added what I've called this week's objectives. This week's objectives. So basically what I do is, I, just, I have a spreadsheet, I'm just going to pull up right now, and what I've done is I've identified the different areas of my life that I'm trying, you know, trying to grow in. So I've got music, business, uh, training. Um, I'm writing a new book, uh, investing, development workshop, uh, relationship, and friends. Okay. So what I'm th- identifying just the different parts of my life. Now you'll come up with your own list, but those are the kind of the things that are pretty important to me in my life. Then once I've done that, then what I did is I created just a spreadsheet. I've kind of got those categories. And then on my weekly meeting, I write down what are my objectives in that area for this week. So, for example, um, in my business, I'm just looking at it right now. So book. I'm writing, I'm, I'm writing a new book right now, which you'll hear about pretty soon. I'm pretty excited about it. It's probably going to be another eight or nine months before I'm finished reading it, writing it, because it's kind of not the most important thing. But again, the book was one of the things at the beginning of this year. I thought, oh, I want to write a new book, but it wasn't happening. So as a part of my weekly objectives, I've written down one session of 30 minutes of writing. Now, am I going to get a huge amount done in 30 minutes of writing? No. I actually did the writing yesterday. But... It's, it, there was forward momentum. And realistically, that's all I could fit into my week. So when I sat down and I thought about, well, when I look at my weekly objectives with your book, if there wants to be some forward momentum with it this week, what's realistic and when you, what, what do you need to do? And so in the book, the objective this week was to get one 30-minute session of writing in place. 
when I go through the different areas, um, you know, these are the things, you know, so for example, with the development workshop that my movement product I'm working on, um, I want to get my front page finished on that. So it's a really clear objective, isn't it? That's this week in this area, that's the one thing I want to get done. And I've gone through all the different areas that I identified to you guys earlier. And I've, I've basically each week as a part of my weekly meeting, I just say, what's your objective for this week in this area? Now, in some areas, like for example, in the business, I'm in a sales period. So my, my main objective is just to focus on as many sales as I can get across the line in the next week and a half or in this week. So, you know, this week, that's a pretty simple objective. And that's what this is all about. This is all about you putting a focus or an objective in for those different areas in your life. And again, some areas you put, it will take a lot of time, like sales. I've spent probably 20 hours on sales this week. Writing my book, I spent 30 minutes. You know, my development workshop, getting the website, web page finished. I'll probably spend an hour and a half on that. I'll, you know, that's probably going to take me about an hour and a half tomorrow. So that's kind of what I did. So I, I set up the areas, I set up the objectives, and then I added two other pieces to the puzzle. So then I had, did you do it? And what I've done, and I'm just looking at my spreadsheet in front of me right here, is the next week, when you have your next weekly meeting, you just go and you say yes and no. Now I'm going to be honest. It's not all yeses, you know, like I look back, I've got, I've got all my weeks in front of you. Some weeks, there's more yeses than nos. Like I'm looking at the week of the 16th of the 9th, so 16th of September. That's probably, I'm going to say a 70% yes, 20 30% no. The next week, it was an 80% yes. The next week, probably 40, 50-50. You know, so it's not like I'm nailing this all the time. But the yes and no is just to really acknowledge, have you actually done the objective that you want to do? And then after that, I also have a weekly review. So I just write it like a couple paragraphs of why I did well in the areas I did well, and then what I need to be aware of in the areas that I didn't do so well. Um, now, I'm finding this to be an amazingly powerful tool because what it's doing is it's A, it gives me focus. So, you know, if you know that by the end of this week, I want to have this bit done. Then like little things like, you know, sometimes you might be doing some work and you have half an hour to kill and you can end up just, you know, mucking around. Or like, you know, like you might just go, oh, you know, I've got 30 minutes, I can get that thing done for my objective this week. So you see opportunities for time to actually do your objectives. B, the other thing I, I find that it's working for me is that my mind just knows here's what I'm trying to get done this week. You know, whereas in the past I was like, you know, my, my timetable said do some work and on the day I'd figure out what thing I need to figure out. Whereas now it's like, no, here's what you, by the end of the Sunday, here's what you need to get done. And I'm just finding it's giving me a next level of focus. And so I'm finding as in regards to the tools that I use, which is my weekly meeting, my daily list, having weekly objectives is helping me feel more focused, get more done, but more importantly, get momentum done on those areas that ultimately I feel, or at least I felt, I wasn't making any progress on. And that's to me a really powerful thing because I've never wanted to be the guy who says he's going to do something and doesn't do it. And actually, one of the greatest compliments I had in my life, I remember as a young man, someone said to me, and this is not young, young when I was a dropkick, kind of young when I was kind of getting ahead in life, someone said to me, the thing about you, Bevan, is whatever you say you do, you do. You know, and, and I've got to be honest, in some ways, in some of these areas in my life in this last year, I've kind of felt like I'm not a fraud, but... Are starting to lose some credibility 
because I had, you know, I'd say to people, oh, I've got this idea for this development workshop, but I really want to do it. And, you know, after you say it four or five times and nothing's happened, where's your credibility? When there's no forward momentum, it's, oh, here's this thing I want to do. You know, we, you know, like we all know people like that, don't we? And here's the thing I'm going to do, and they never do it. So then, and I found that what the fascinating thing was, it was starting to affect my personal credibility kind of within me. You know, am I going to be the guy who dies with the music in me? Am I going to be the guy who never creates? Uh, and I didn't want to be that guy. And But when you're seeing no momentum and it's just an idea you always talk about, that's kind of what you become. You kind of become the person who coulda, woulda, shoulda. And that's by adding the objectives tool to my week, I've shifted away from that guy. Because now I see that in around February next year, my movement will be ready for the market. Because why? Well, this week I did the logo, I did the, started the website, and I got the domain name. And this weekend I'm going to spend a bit more time on that front page. So because I see that there's evidence in this follow in the week that I've just had that shows me this is going to happen. My book, my, my the book that I've worked that I'm writing on right now, it's an idea that I've had for a while, pretty much since I wrote my first book. I thought to myself, oh, I, there's actually another book here, and I, and I think it's probably a better book, um, and I think there's a real opportunity for it. And I've thought about this book for three or four years, and I've told people, oh yeah, I would like to do a second book. And here's the thing, but again, was there any was there any work on the book? No. So I was starting to lack a bit of that personal credibility, wasn't I? And to the point where I kind of didn't even start talking about the book anymore. Whereas again, in the last six weeks, I've written two and a half chapters of it. I've done my intro, and I've just about finished two chapters. Now, again, it's probably going to be 10 months away. But the only reason, the only day change I've made to my life in the last couple of weeks, in the last six weeks, is the tool of objectives for my week. I want you to be the person who, who is doing the thing that you know you should do. And like me, I'm sure you lead a busy life. Like, I'm sure... You know, you've got a busy life, but but I don't want you to be the person who I rang on the phone the other day and is like, yeah, I want to get healthy and fit, but it's never going to happen because I'm never going to prioritize it. And that's to me what the weekly objectives does, is it makes me prioritize my energy and my focus in the week to help me have forward momentum in the areas that I want to have forward momentum in. I'm going to say it again because it's really important. It helps me have energy and focus in my week in the areas that I want to have forward momentum in, to create that forward momentum. When you have that, I can quite comfortably say here to you right now, my second book's going to be pretty ready for market maybe this time next year. And I'm not, you know, that's not kind of, oh, you know, hopefully i start writing it. No, it's because yesterday I spent 30 minutes writing it. I'm, the, the product's going to be ready for market early next year. Not because I hope it's going to be the case. No, because this week I've done three or four things that are going to help me get that to the market. And that's what I want you to be. I want you to be the person who who does has momentum in the areas where you want to have momentum. To me, one of the one of the worst things in life is a wasted life. And don't get me wrong, I, I think it's really important that, uh, this isn't all about work, I, I, I sometimes get concerned about nowadays everyone you know, thinks work's the objective, it's, it's not that, but a wasted life to me is the thing when you live in life where you're not doing the things you feel you want to do. And that's where a tool like this can help. So, so how does it work? It's, it's, it's pretty bloody simple. What do you do? Weekly, you catch up with yourself once a week, and if you're like me, you have a weekly meeting, you look at your time for your week, but then as a part of it, you just get a sheet of paper, you write down the different areas of your life that are important to you. 
you know, mine weren't all business. Mine was music, it was it was friends, it was family, it was investing, it was um, creative, it was business. You know, it was the, the, the different areas. Then you want to write down your objectives for this week. At the end of this week, as I sit down next Sunday, what momentum do I want to have created in that area? As I sit down next Sunday, what momentum do I go? Okay, this week, my book, I want to write 30 minutes of writing. This week, with my weights. So like, interesting, this week with weights, I was pretty time busy, so it was just make sure you get them in. That's a pretty easy objective. But I was so busy this week that I just, you know what, you're not going to get really quality, high, hard sessions in. Just make sure you get them in. Did I get them in? Yep, I did my weights this morning. So when we think about this, write down the objective for the different areas. I really like the idea of having a self-assessment the next week. Did you do it? Yes or no? Now, in the areas where you do it, yes, give yourself a big tick. If it's no, why didn't you? And what needs to shift? If you have a no for a couple of weeks, because I found, because I've been doing it, I actually started it on the 12th of the 8th, no, the 5th of the 8th, so 5th of August, so it's basically been two months. I know that because it's in here in front of me. There's some areas where there's just no happening continuously. So it's either you're going to let this go, or you need to make a harder shift. And a couple of areas, I actually thought, obviously it's not that important to me, so I've let it go. And then I do like having the weekly review. So I just basically just do a quick loop, like it's literally a couple of paragraphs. So I just type it out on my keyboard. Just, you know, what do you do well? You know, what do you need to be aware of as you move forward and so on? I can almost guarantee that if you commit to doing that. Now, now let me ask you a question. Do you think if you were to grab a spreadsheet, grab a piece of paper, grab a diary, something like that, and you were to write down the different areas of your life, and you were to set some objectives in the different areas of your life for the following week. First of all, do you think you'd be more successful at having forward momentum in those areas? Probably, yeah. But secondly, how long do you think that would take? How long do you think that would take? Maximum, what? Five minutes? Ten minutes? Mine probably takes me, I think it probably takes me about ten minutes, maybe fifteen minutes max. Fifteen minutes. Now, if you think back to what I was saying about me feeling like a bit of a fraud because I was like, hey, I'm going to write the book, I'm going to do this workshop, but I wasn't really doing it. For 15 minutes a week, the return on that investment is absolutely massive. Because for me, with my that development workshop, I want to impact people's lives. I want to have a, I want to have a product that, you know what, absolutely helps people grow. And next year, when this has been going for six, seven months and we've got a good community of people around it, we're really helping them grow. And I, and I was sitting and I think, geez, I'm lucky to be the person who has this that I, I get the opportunity to help people's lives, this 15-minute investment I make each week, that's the reason it will happen. Because until I started doing that, it was just an idea. When you think about yourself, can you give yourself 15 minutes? Like, to me, that's, that's, you know, what's the point in listening to this podcast if you don't do the work? So I'm challenging you, I am. I'm kind of like being to you or that person on that phone call. You know, well, you know, what, what's why, why, is, why are you going to change if you're not going to actually prioritize it? That's the challenge I put to that person on the phone call. Was it hard for them to hear me? Did they like me? Probably, they probably thought, who are you to tell this to me? Someone's got to say it to them. And I'm kind of saying it to you right now. 15 minutes. I, I challenge you. Six weeks. Give it a go. What's the worst that could happen? You know, you stay where you are. So, um, you know, I'm being a bit hard right now, but I kind of want to be because... I've found this has helped me have more momentum in the areas that maybe I weren't having momentum in.
And I want you to have the same thing. So make a six-week challenge. It's pretty simple. Grab a piece of paper, different areas of your life, different objectives each week. Did you do them? Do a review. Go back the next week and do it again. I guarantee that if you do, you'll be a higher version of yourself. Right, I think that's pretty much this week's show done and dusted. I was, I was kind of a bit harsh at the end there, wasn't I? But I think it's good to be hard. You know, no, harsh with love. <laughs> you know? But when you think about your life, often you, when you've been confronted, you, you know, you do the work, don't you? You know, sometimes someone's going to say, hey, you know, you, you need to sharpen up. Um, and I, I don't know exactly your situation. Um, so maybe you're killing this stuff, and if you are, good work. But if you, if I'm speaking to you today, and you're like, Bev, oh, you're pulling at me, Bev, you're pulling at me. Um, 15 minutes? Hey. 50, jump off Facebook. <laughs> jump off TV. 15 minutes. Guarantee. Guarantee. Uh, that's this week's show pretty much done. And just, I've got to say a big thank you to all the patrons. You really do. Um, keep the show going. You really do. You really do. And if you want to become a patron, just go to bevanjamesisles.com. Uh, you'll see within support me or go to the podcast section, support me. Other ways you can support me is you can go on to iTunes. Actually, one thing I want to start doing is I noticed another podcaster and I thought this was a really cool idea is I'm, I'm going to pause and back in one second is reading out, I'm back, uh, is reading out some of the reviews that people have actually given about the podcast on different podcatchers. Um, and I've just got one, I'm just going to pull up one here. Uh, this is from, now I don't know the names because I've just got their, their code name on the whatever podcast is. This is from Apple Podcasts and it's Loz1111. Uh, I've just found your podcast and started to listen from episode one to ep- in 2010. And every single episode I've taken what an important message. Such an amazing way of viewing situations. I'm also a Les Mills instructor. Love your work, body combat. Uh, so thank you for sharing your crazy wisdom. So just thank you, Laws one more one one uh, for that little kind of uh, review there. If you guys want to chuck reviews on the podcatchers that you do, I'll try to read them out just because it really does support me in getting the show out there. So thank you for that. Again, if you want to be a patron, all good. If you want to send an email to me, bevanjames at gmail.com. Guys, rock on. Keep being you. Go the All Blacks. That's all I'm going to say. Go the, we're going to a party tonight. I'm wearing my All Blacks jersey. That's how cool I am, I tell you. So I tell you, people are going to walk in here. That guy's cool. Um, keep being you. That's, that's what this is all about. Rock on. See you guys. <laughs>